0: Hey, this is Ashley. Hey, this is Marcy. And this is Fuller Life, a weekly podcast about life, love, and occasionally libation. I wanted to share that I'm so excited because I'm accepting new mentees. I am launching both the Mentor Me Accelerator and the Mentor Me Mastermind in January 2021 and I currently have slots available in both programs. The Mentor Me Accelerator is a six-week fast-paced career advancement accelerator for new and mid-level professional women. If you are looking to get clarity and expert level direction in the next stage of your career, the Mentor Me Accelerator is absolutely going to be the best fit for you. It allows for my mentees to get guided support to realign, revamp, and relaunch their career at the top of the year. It's specifically designed for high-achieving women who want strategy and positioning techniques and trainings to accelerate into their career area of impact, a career where they can have more impact, serve more people, and make the money they deserve that's related to their skill set. If you know that the Mentor Me Accelerator is a great fit for you, then you need to take the first step, go to my website at mentor-me.org backslash accelerator and click take the first step to schedule your mentor moment. That'll be an opportunity for us to hop on a phone call learn more about what your needs are and clarify that the Mentor Me Accelerator is a good fit for you and get you access to your pre-work that you can start right away until your cohort starts. Also, mentees that sign up for the January 2021 Accelerator will get access to, for free to the October, November, and December master classes that I'm teaching. I have three splot- slots available. That's right, three slots available left for the January 2021 Mentor Me Accelerator. Slots are filling fast and I am so excited to welcome you into this program. If you know it's a good fit for you, go to mentor-me.org backslash accelerator. I'm also launching the Mentor Me Mastermind at the top of the year. This program is super niche and very exclusive. This is specifically for mid-level and senior level professionals who are looking for executive level coaching to advance to the highest levels of leadership. It's longer than the accelerator. It's actually 10 weeks. And it's more of an executive coaching style where I'll be working very closely with you on Strategy to really position yourself as the foremost expert in your industry and advance to the highest levels of leadership. This is for women who feel like they're stuck at a glass ce- ceiling and um, need leverage strategy and positioning to advance. If you felt stagnant in your career as a mid-level professional, if you felt, feel overwhelmed trying to lead your team without real direction, and if you are wishing for more autonomy and control over your career as a mid-level or senior level professional, the Mentor Me Mastermind is for you. I still have slots available in the Mentor Me Mastermind, and we are starting at the top of the year. You also will get pre-work when you pay your deposit this year, and you'll get access to the masterclass trainings that I'm teaching in October, November, and December as well. The time is now to take real action in your career development, and I am so excited to serve as your mentor. I know for the women that I serve, um, they are often high-achieving women who feel stuck at some level in their career. They're looking for long-range coaching and support to really move to the next stage in their career, and they want to work with an expert. If that sounds like you, visit my website at mentor-me.org backslash accelerator or mastermind and take the first step. I can't wait to serve you. This week, and I digress, we're talking body talk and lessons we're learning from our bodies. Those aches and pains, the butterflies, the sweaty palms, the tingly feeling, all are often manifestations of how you feel and what's going on in your head. So join Marcy and I as we talk body talk, the physical manifestations uh, from our minds to our bodies and how our bodies tell us what's going on so I really believe that you can manifest um, intentionally or unintentionally uh, in your body Marcy what is going on in your mind Um, I know you know, I feel the tightness in my shoulders. I feel the crook in my neck. Um, I definitely feel the the sweaty palms or the butterflies. But what about you? Do you believe um, that you can manifest how you're feeling in your mind in a physical way in your body?
1: Oh, absolutely. There are so many ways like, and we call them somatic experiences. There are so many ways that um, your body somatically experiences emotions and so we often talk a lot about the way that trauma shows up in the body and even just in like aches and pains. so if you notice that you have lower back pain sometimes that means that you're carrying something that isn't yours to carry um, holding stress in your shoulders so a lot of times people sit with their shoulders hunched up all the time and just a simple like relaxation of the shoulders can really change the way that you feel and vice versa. Um, so fear and um, being afraid of things like there's a lot of tension in different places, and I always, I really think a lot about this, like, I'm just thinking about all the work that I do with clients, especially around trauma, is when we start to talk about certain traumatic experiences, they start to feel it in their body, and so we always check in with, where are you feeling this in your body? It doesn't necessarily have to be related to where the trauma was experienced, but oftentimes it can, Um, and, like, joy, and happiness, and excitement, right? Like, we feel the rush of when you love somebody, like, you if you're so excited, or you love someone so intensely, like sometimes you can feel it aching in your heart. And depression can also like heartbreak syndrome is a pretty real thing, because you can actually feel the pain in your chest and in your heart. So there are lots of ways that our emotions um, are physically manifested. And I think it's so important to recognize those because sometimes your physical manifestations of your symptoms or those somatic experiences can actually tell you more of what's going on than you actually noticing your feelings. We try to push and suppress our, push our feelings down so much and suppress them so much that they do start to come out in these physical ways. And so if you notice that you're constantly having headaches or you're feeling really nauseous, at the in response to certain things it might be helpful for you to check in a lot of people will go to the doctor and be like i'm having all this stomach pain i'm having all of these like heart palpitations i'm having all of these headaches and they're often associated with anxiety and depression more so than they are associated with um with like physical conditions so i do think it's really important to be paying a lot of attention to those What about you, Ashley, like, are there other ways that those things show up for you or other emotions that manifest physically for you?
0: Well, first, I'm just so thrilled to know that there's a word for this. Like, I love words. Words mean things. I love language. And so to know that, like, it's called somatic experiences and that that's a thing is, like, so enlightening to me. So now I can just be, like, when I, like, need to roll my shoulders back, you know, and really push them down away from my ears, right? Like, I can now know that, that's like, I I hold that stress there, right, in my shoulders and in my back because I'm having a somatic experience due to stress or whatever. And one of the other things that resonated with me, you were talking about, love and i hadn't thought about that like what comes to mind is like stress and like excitement and happiness but not necessarily love and i definitely like have felt um i don't know if you've ever watched jane the version but i'm like going back and watching it and like whenever she's in love she's always in love whenever she's in love like a light um lights up around her heart and it like shines really bright and I, it's so cute um and so like that reminds me of the somatic experience that you're talking about but um, I definitely would say for me <clears throat> when I'm happy um, or excited, I get um, like choked up um, <laughs> I get like you know can't like articulate um, how I feel so that that is something that happens when I'm stressed it's definitely I hold it right in my shoulders and in my ear or excuse me in my neck and in my shoulders um, and um, when I'm scared. <laughs> my mouth starts to water or starts to salivate which i feel like is so weird um which is why i don't ever do scary things because y'all don't want me out here slob it i'm trying to tell y'all <laughs> like it's not cute I, I won't play myself um so definitely lots of physical man- manifestations i don't really get the like sweaty palms thing not a ton i do crack my knuckles when i'm like bored or um like Either when I'm bored or like when there's a lull in the conversation or something like that, there's that like physical like I need to do something with my hands, that kind of thing. Um, what about you? Like, what does your like personal manifestations look like when you're happy or excited? When you're stressed or when you're scared?
1: Um, I would definitely say that my stress is the shoulders. Like, I get a lot of tension in there. Um, or I grind my teeth a lot if I'm feeling stressed. Or there's something. Like just constantly going through my mind. It's mostly when I'm sleeping, but um, that definitely happens. I my heart just like um, rushes. I guess I would say when I'm happier, I'm excited. Like I just feel this really just anxious energy about me, and sometimes it's hard to kind of explain what it feels like. I just feel it's like vibrations and pulsing through my body when I get really excited about something, um, and like love causes me to have like a knot in my throat sometimes, or it's just like, I just feel so overwhelmed with emotions that I get choked up, like literally, right? Those words, right? If you think about the words that are used um, to describe certain things, we talk about getting really choked up when something is happening or we're nervous about something or we're feeling excited about something or we feel butterflies in our stomach, right? Like we talk about these things um, in colloquial ways, but it really does represent what kind of happens um in our bodies. And generally speaking, particularly when I'm thinking about like stress or anxiety or anything where I can't like sometimes it's not good to be super excited about things when you're trying to do something. I actually got really excited about a client's um experience and session yesterday and I remembered that like, girl, you have to calm down.
0: <laughs> right, like you, you can't it's
1: like unprofessional
0: for you to be like, yes, sis, I live- Like, (laughs) well, no, I will
1: do that, but I have to remember that like I have that moment and then I have to pull it back because we got to go on to something else. I can't do that the whole session, even though inside I really want to. So no, I celebrate and we are all excited at first. I gotta remember, like, we got more stuff we gotta talk about today, and so I do have to like calm and essentially in thinking about calming yourself, it's kind of that same thought process of tapping into your body. So when you're focusing on your breath, when you bring your attention back to breathing, um, that can be a really great way to calm yourself. Also, anything that's grounding and tapping into some of your senses. So say for example, you're trying to focus on something but maybe your mind is all over the place or you're feeling anxious or you're feeling too overly excited. If you have like a bracelet that has beads on it that you can just kind of roll around your wrist. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say this, but I don't know all of the full details. They're not coming to my mind right now, but there's something about the ring finger that actually has a lot of um, calming aspects to it. So even if you have a ring, whether it's on your ring finger or not, like it can be on the, the fourth finger of your other hand too, there's some kind of connection to your body that makes that really soothing. So rubbing up and down that finger can be really helpful. Um, anything that kind of gets you tangibly touching your body, stress balls, can be really helpful, those you can make at home, you can just get like a balloon and put some flour, or some rice, depending on what your sensory style is, you can do either one of those to create a stress ball. So all of those things can be really helpful to calm you and bring your attention away from like, letting things show on your face or like jumping out of your body for these experiences, bringing yourself back into your body and into the present moment can be really helpful to calm yourself. Um, do you have any things that you do to calm yourself when you need to hold something in your mind or if you try not to let it resonate on your face or in your body?
0: Yes. And one of the one of the things that I do, and I actually lend this to um like listeners. know on here on the podcast and i'll like do it we can do it together but then i also whenever i present i'll always do this so um it is similar to the grounding thing you were talking about so like i invite people to like put their feet flat on the floor if they're able and try to like square your feet with your ankles and your knees um which like i'm like i don't know not the opposite of pigeon toad which means that like my feet go the other way not in but out and so like that like like is a physical thing that like I have to like focus on, which is hard for me, but then it like requires me to focus. Um, and then I invite people to like push their shoulders away from their ears because I know I hold a lot of stress there, too. So you can do that. Like as you're listening, just push those shoulders away from your ears. And then I invite people to put their hands in their lap if they're able, um, palms up um, so you're kind of like open and ready to receive if you're able to do that. And then I invite people to breathe. And I always tell people that like, um, it doesn't have to be like a pretty breath exercise, but you can just like literally like breathe in. (sighs) Because I feel like the whole like breathing slowly in and out creates more stress because I'm more focused on doing it right than I am on literally just breathing. So you can do that breath work however you want, Um, but I often do it three times. So I'll just breathe in. (sighs) And breathe out. Um, and that often centers me uh, and helps me really focus. I also, because we're spending so much time on Zoom these days, I invite you to turn off your camera. It can be so distorting to like look at yourself all day. Um, So I invite you to do that. Um, Like I'm fine to look at other people if I need to be in a meeting paying attention, it's fine. You know, I gotta do what I gotta do. But looking at myself all day is so stressful. I don't know why. So I just, I invite you to turn your camera off or at least like put it on presenter view so you don't have to look at yourself the whole time um and um i also try to just like breathe even if i don't do the whole centering thing with like feet on the floor and hands in my palms like literally just like breathing and my boyfriend will tease me because like you know i'll just be like doing my breath work and he'll be like are you okay i'm like i'm fine i'm breathing (laughs) i have to and i it's like and i have to check in with myself like am i anxious but like i'm so trained in it now that like like i'm probably anxious but like as soon as the anxiety hits my body knows to breathe And before I even, before I consciously know I'm anxious, I'm already like de-anxiousing myself. I don't know. Um, So that there's like a physical thing that like I've taught my body to do, like calm yourself down. Um, And then um, I do try to like move my face because like, I don't know about y'all, but like my face be feeling stuck sometimes. Like, I don't know, like if I'm focused on something, my face is like focused and like, it's all clenched tight or whatever. So like, opening my mouth closing my mouth you know moving my jaw around like trying to unclench um and release is is definitely some things that i try to do if i'm like okay you need to relax or like you can't get overly excited um (laughs) i also this is not necessarily a good thing but i will like laugh um and again, this is not necessarily a good thing because like if you're stressed out or you made somebody angry and then you're like cracking up, it could be perceived the wrong way. But like sometimes I just need to like giggle because, you know, things be ridiculous and like sometimes you just need to laugh. So I I don't necessarily invite you to do that one, but that's definitely one that I use sometimes. Um, And I also like see those strategies as stress relievers too. So like I use those to like release the anxiousness in my body. So like that jaw movement, um, that breath of work, um, like, you know, centering my body, put my feet flat on the floor, which also is hard for me because I'm short. So like I'm never sitting in a chair. My feet are flat on the floor. <laughs> so that's also a thing. Um, so just like literally like moving my body. I love a good walk. Um, so I will just I have a park that's not far from my house. Um, and if I like go to, like walk to the park, loop the park, walk back, it's usually two and a half miles. Um, And I love that. Like, I love just getting a good walk in. I put in a Brene Brown podcast. Shout out to Brene. Love you, sis. Um, And that is really good for me. Um, Or a workout. Like, I like a strength training. Sometimes, like, moving my body. Feeling strong helps me, like, reminds me that I can do hard things. Like, doing hard things, like, moving my body or, like, lifting a weight reminds me that I can do hard things. And if I can do hard things physically, then, like, sometimes I'm like, okay, then you can tackle this hard mental thing that you're stressed about. Um, So that's helped me, too. Sex is a thing that I use to relieve stress, um, like having a good orgasm, <laughs> release, that definitely helps. Um, and then talking to someone else, uh, not about their problems. <laughs> so like, you know, calling a girlfriend and just like listen to her riff about her dating life or like calling somebody and like listening to them, like get excited about some project they're working on. Like, I I think that for me is really helpful um, in terms of just like, releasing stress and anxiety in particular from my body. And like, when I talk to that person, not sitting still, so like cooking while I'm talking to them, you know, or walking while I'm talking to them so that I'm moving my body, but also like my mind is like moved away from the thing that I'm stressed about has helped. What about you, Marcy? What are some of the ways that you release stress and anxiety in your body? And like, if you wanna share any of the recommendations you give your clients who experience uh, somatic experiences, you can share that as well
1: yes i mean one of them and it's one that i do and that i recommend for people of course is yoga because yoga is all about being in touch and in tune with your body Um, and meditation also because it teaches you to sit with discomfort and it teaches you to sit with whatever you're experiencing as opposed to necessarily trying to change it because sometimes let's be honest stress and anxiety isn't going to go away. Like sometimes it's just going to be there. And I think that normalizing that it's okay for it to sometimes be there. And how can you just be able to tolerate and still navigate and manage your life in the midst of the stress and anxiety is important. So meditation is big. Um, And some of the similar things that you mentioned, like exercising, even if it's just going to take a walk, can be a really great way to release energy. um, That I used to do it in theater and so I'm not sure of what it's actually called but the thing where you like shake your hand 10 times and then shake your other hand 10 times and you shake your foot 10 times and shake your other foot 10 times and then you go count down you go nine times nine, 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 eight, 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 all the way down to one that's a really good way to get energy out like if we view ourselves as being energetic beings We're constantly in a state of transferring energy. And so sometimes our energy gets trapped up inside the body. And so anything that we can do to release all of that energy can be really helpful in um, reducing stress and anxiety. And then also, like, yes, we're talking a lot about the physical manifestations of things, but then our thoughts also manifest some of those physical things. And so if you notice that you have a thought that really makes you feel a certain way in your belly, or it it really makes you feel a certain way in your back, or it is one of those thoughts is one of the things that gets your shoulders all hunched up trying to move yourself away from that thought or trying to move your remove yourself from those activities can be really helpful um, any kind of grounding exercise so Taking your senses and picking five, four, three, two, one. So maybe five things that you see, four things that you hear, three things that you can touch, two things that you can smell, one thing that you can taste. Those are all really amazing grounding techniques. Um, So there are so many of them. I could literally go on and on for days. Like, come see me if you need some coming as a client, come see me if you need some more tips and tricks, but there's so many different ways, and you definitely want to find the things that work best for you to be able to get that stress and anxiety out, Um, and if you're concerned about those things, one, I always tell people, like, if you're noticing that you're having all of these physical ailments, please still go see a doctor, like, still go get the physical part ruled out, go let them tell you that you're a bill of health and that it may be something more mental health related because if there really is something physically going on like we don't want to just ignore that part and only focus on the mental health part Um, but if that is something that you're noticing if something sounded familiar here and you're like i am pretty healthy but i'm still having these physical symptoms as always go talk to a therapist especially someone that does body work and someone who does have experience in somatic work um trauma work like those things will be really helpful for you join a yoga class um i'm gonna say this y'all know i am about saying things on here that y'all will hold me accountable to so i'm gonna say this on here i am going to be offering some yoga classes the week of the election um, leading into the election, they are going to primarily be stillness-based and kind of slow movements getting you in your body. So I'm going to give School and Life a special early access promotion. So that will be being announced in a couple of weeks, I guess, whenever before the election. So definitely listen out for that. But find you some yoga spaces to join. Get the Headspace app. Um, get to working out, get to moving your body. Like right now we are doing a lot of sitting and not only are we doing a lot of sitting, but we're also doing a lot of sitting in a highly stressful climate. And so we are having less experiences to less ability to release those things. So getting out of your house, getting out of your office space, making sure that you're going and enjoying like the fresh air, those are also things that can be really helpful. Because again, if that energy is just stagnant and staying in one space, you're needing, you need to move to get the energy flowing and moving around. Um, Well, those are just a few things. What kind of advice would you give to someone who is concerned that their physical ailments um, are mental health induced?
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I did this year um, and I found really helpful was going to the chiropractor. Um, so like that alignment piece, you know, we stay in alignment over here, you know, things being <laughs> on the same page, okay, and your spine <laughs> should be on the same page. And so especially because we're sitting so much and we're, you know, looking down at our phones and we're looking down at our computers, um, definitely going to the chiropractor. Um, and, and often the chiropractor is a specialist, uh, you know, if you have like health insurance, but um, I think it's a worth. It's been a worthwhile investment for me. So one that I would recommend. And I love your feedback about um, Marcy, like going to the doctor to rule out the actual physical things that it could be. Because you're like, oh, I'm just stressed. I'm just stressed. I'm just stressed. Actually, you just have cancer. Um, so you just need to go to the doctor. So that's one thing. And then um, you said something that really resonated with me. The sort of idea of transfer transference of energy so the advice i would give to you if you are worried that your physical ailments are mentally health induced is to really be thinking about getting some support and also making sure your support is not having to carry the weight of either your physical ailments or your mental health issues if they are not a paid professional right so like sometimes you're like I'm stressed. So I'm just going to go talk to a friend and like, I'm going to dump on them. And you don't mean it like that. You're just like venting or whatever. But now that person is carrying your stress. Um, and that's their, that's that transference of energy and you walk away feeling so much better. And they're like, Oh my God, you know, how am I going to help her or whatever, whatever. So just be mindful of that. Try to like check in with the people that you go to so that, that in that transference of energy, there's not like um, like a dumping, right, happening. And then don't let people dump on you. Because some of, like you, Marcy, you said earlier, like some of the things that you're stressed about aren't even yours to be stressed about. They aren't even yours to carry. So really be mindful and thoughtful about letting people do that to you, right? Like maybe you're carrying somebody else's energy and maybe you're carrying somebody else's energy. Um, <laughs> happiness like they, that ain't true you need to release that that ain't choice to be happy about You need they, they don't belong to you um, so you know message so you know just go ahead and check in with yourself check in with your body um, and let your body talk to you or, or listen to your body talking to you this is going to talk regardless so, so listen and um, respond appropriately and we digress so next up is All Black Everything Marcy what do you have for us this week
1: So this week in All Black Everything, we are going to combine um, All Black Everything and TVT, and we're going to talk about a show that y'all are probably all caught up on and hip to game. But I just started watching uh, last week called Lovecraft Country. It is a series on HBO and it is based on, so originally, we were all, my stylist was doing my hair, and we always watch shows when she comes over, and we started watching it, I had no idea what it was about, like, I've seen people talk about it, and say, like, oh my gosh, Lovecraft Country, amazing, amazing, but no one talks about what the show is about, and so we're sitting there, we're like, oh, okay, Lovecraft Country, Um, and spoilers, probably, first of all, the show has been out for, like, three months at this point so it's fine um if you haven't seen any spoilers so far then there you go but spoiler alert so it starts off with this like sci-fi aliens this black guy shooting them up in like a civil war kind of thing and this alien girl comes down and they're talking and I'm already like what is this about so apparently as i posted on my social media platforms and talked about this crazy show that y'all have me watching apparently nobody knows what the show is actually about like there's no actual like um description of what it is about but in doing a little bit of research apparently the show is a um a spoof if you will or a critique if you will of the author h.p lovecraft So he wrote a bunch of um, just really awful things about Black folks, just talking about them being beasts and all of these other different things. And so Mark Ruff, who is the who wrote a novel called Lovecraft Country, basically wrote it in response to him being so racist. And then the show got picked up by Misha Green. And turned into um, a show on HBO, and of course Jordan Peele is in it. So when I learned that Jordan Peele was a part of it. It was just like, oh, we know this is about to be amazing. But Lovecraft Country is about Atticus Freeman, who <laughs> Freeman, who is a black guy, um, and he essentially has some kind of lineage from the sons of Adams, who is this like white supremacist white family who wants to go back to Eden, and it laces all of this like um christianity into it and these like religious beliefs and rituals and all of these different things and then his co-star is latisha who is played by journey smollett which we all love her we have loved journey since she was like a little girl in eve's bayou so love and adore her and uncle george um who is courtney b vance so they make this road trip across Jim Crow America to search for his missing, for Atticus's missing father, Michael Kenneth Williams. He's also, a, who's also a big black name in um, the film industry. So yeah, that is about the most that I can tell you about what the show is about. Cause I really don't know. Every episode is kind of a standalone situation. Like some of them are threaded together, but for the most part, each episode is pretty like individual. And I've only gotten through four episodes. And I'm already just like, I still don't know what's going on. here. <laughs> but, you know, I love a good um, research project as well. And with the show, there's also a podcast that comes along with it. And it is um, two Black women that host it. So one of the writers is Shannon Houston. She's one of the podcast co-hosts. And then Ashley Ford is also a co-host. And so they do an episode. It's kind of like how they did the episodes um, after what is the show Insecure so HBO produces the podcast and things like that and they give out these resources and they highlight different things and it's really cool to hear um Shannon's perspective as being a writer in the room like one of the episodes I listened to she talked about colorism and just her reaction to having Journey Smollett be the lead character and just what that means and then they talk about white gays which one day I really wanted to unpack white gaze because I like I get it but I'm also like how do we exist without the gays, without white gays? And so anyway, I talk about white gays and just some of the like conversations that they had in the writer's room. So that's been really cool. And then they offer other readings and things that you can do afterwards. There is also a syllabus. That um, is associated with the show and they like people have so much time on their hands and they are so creative and I'm just so grateful to be able to benefit from those things but they list out like the pictures that were in it different books that you can go read the music the websites like the cultural references, so you can do a whole like class basically on this show for every episode and then on hbo.com the show's page it actually gives more resources that you can like contribute to so it has the Emmett Till Legacy Foundation on there um the 1921 Tulsa Massacre Centennial Commission the National Black Justice Coalition Therapy for Black Men Therapy for Black Girls the Human Rights Campaign so they are out here like really um investing in the black community and our mental health which is really amazing and so i just i'm just impressed by not only the show which again i don't know what's actually happening in the show it's really good and entertaining i don't know what's happening but not only am i impressed by the show and some of the things that come up because again jordan peel but also just the amount of energy and effort that is being put into the Black community, the level of um, knowledge that is being gained from the show, like being able to explore more in depth these things and be able to explore more in depth the uh, like the history so it's kind of a historical piece as well historical horror is what one of my friends described it as um so yeah i just love the energy of it i love the the depth of knowledge i love seeing black people on screen doing different things so no black person dies in the first five minutes of the show right so we, we talked a little bit about like the horror genre we've talked about it a few times on the show but definitely just, like, the ways that we've progressed in time in the horror genre, and I think that this definitely speaks volumes to that, um, so yeah, I could go on and ramble all day about this show that I've only seen four episodes of, but have you heard, Ashley, I know that this is not one of your shows, but what have you heard about Lovecraft Country?
0: You know, I uh, have heard lots about it. And I think like you described, like nobody really knows what it's about, but it definitely has a cult following like people love it and they really invest it in. So that's why we're seeing all of these like spinoff podcasts and syllabi and all this stuff, because like people are like, yes, I'm into it. And, you know, it's so interesting that your friend described it as a historical horror, because like when I think about history, there are lots of horrors. But knowing that a historical horror is basically also a social justice vehicle is the type of energy that i am here for like let's 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 leverage the horrors of the historical past and use them as justice now like that energy is just amazing so i might go on there and click and donate just because i'm like interested in you know using this as a vehicle like using media that's what we talk about on the show right using media music tv um as a as a method for getting us free like energy that i can get way behind so i love that um i'm so glad that you talked about it on the show because you're right this is not in my genre i will unfortunately never see this because scaredy cat but um i'm just like so glad that we get to talk about it with our audience on the show i know some of them are watching and i'm just thrilled that you can bring it to us here so thanks marcy and i'm glad that we were able to combine all black everything and tvt into one this week because it is definitely both
1: Yes. And I know that by the time this airs, the season finale will have happened. And so definitely tweet us, give us a shout out on Instagram, like tell us what you're thinking. What did you think about the season finale? I probably won't be caught up by Sunday, but I will try my best to make sure that I catch up um, so we can have a conversation about what your thoughts were about the season.
0: Yay. I'm so excited. So that wraps up this week's episode of School on Life. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. School's out, class dismissed.